Hello and thank you for listening to episode 243 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is another Decade of Decadence remastered interview show. And this time it's the one that we did with Michael Boogaloo Shrimp <laughs> Chambers. I didn't like his last song, did it? <laughs> no, I was gonna... I'd got you down for an extra 30 seconds before you did that. <laughs> uh, right, okay. I've got to say from the off, mate, when I think of the, I think it's like 50 interview shows that we did on 80s Picture House, um, and again, for any new listeners, we're re-releasing all of that through this decade of decadent shows. Uh, whenever I think of this one, there is one very strong abiding memory that I have, uh, and I think you share that same memory as well. Of all uh, the people we interviewed, directors, stars, stuntmen, writers... Yeah, special effects people. John Carpenter, for God's sake, like my favourite director of all time. It all pales in comparison to this. <laughs> so let's let's set the stage a little bit. Uh, already released, and we'd already recorded it um, because we're not releasing the the interviews that we did with X Pitch House in the same order. No. Um, that we did with that, you know, we're a bit all over the place with them. But as it would happen, we've already re-released our interview uh, with Shabadoo, who was, of course, starred with Boogaloo Shrimp and the two breaking films. Uh, so we'd done the interview with Shabadoo, and then we had an email hmm. from Boogaloo Shrimp. And he'd obviously he'd heard the interview that we'd done with Shabadoo, and he enjoyed it, and he said... Okay, I'm available. Would you like to do a show with us? And of course, we went. Yeah, of course we would. You know, we we didn't, love the. Didn't he think? And this isn't the only time this happened. That eighties picture house was a cinema, though. At first, you could be right. Because... I think it happened twice, and the other because the other one, without mentioning any names, was when we did our hundredth show, and they thought it was celebrating a hundred years of our cinema being open, even though they'd we'd, they'd already been on the show. That wasn't Boogaloo Shrimp; that was someone else. You know that is Dave, but um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he thought we were a cinema. I suppose that's you know it was kind of our you know that it sounds like something that could exist in America, the eighties picture house. Yeah, I'd yeah. go there a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but he, he emailed us and said, "Do you want to? You know, would you like me to do an interview show too?" So, yeah, I mean, we love the breaking films anyway. You know, we yeah. talked about them on there, didn't we? So, of course, we jumped at the chance, yeah. And it's always the way when you're trying to arrange an interview with people who are not in the UK like we are, the mm. time difference thing and, you know, work yeah. schedules and everything, it, ta it takes some doing, it takes some working out, it takes some time. Uh, and I think we've said before, haven't we, you know, interviews that unfortunately fell through and the person was wanted to do it, but we just couldn't get the time or the schedules right. Yeah. And... Um, I think Richard Norton was a main one, wasn't it? That, we tried yeah, to, oh. Australia. Was, he was in Australia at the time, so uh, yeah. it was just, we just couldn't do it. It was such a shame. Yeah, and it, it, unfortunately there was a few like that, that although both parties wanted to do it, we just couldn't work it out. So we took a while and we were swapping a few emails um, with, with Boogaloo. And uh, we eventually, I forget how long it was in the end, but we eventually, we locked down a time and a date. We said, right, we'll phone you at this time on this date. And so me and you, Tom, we're sat here, aren't we? And we fire up Skype and we've got everything ready and all the recording equipment. And we phone him and the phone's ringing and the phone's ringing. And uh, and then he picks it up, doesn't he? <laughs> and he's uh, because he gave us his mobile number, his cell phone number, as it is in America. Uh, and it's not like at home or in the garden or anywhere like that. 
And after all these emails that we swapped, and a lot, yeah, and there was a lot, um, making sure you know, double check, triple check this date, this time, uh, he decided that he'd go to his local gym um, for a workout. And at the exact time that we phoned him, that everybody knew about, he decided to go to the gym's toilet and have a poo. <laughs> so when we yeah, like this had been like gone back and forth with okay we're gonna ring you uh you know on this day at this time and not only does he leave the like we'll get into why in a minute but not only does he leave the house he goes to the gym and at that exact time because it was on me i don't i can't say i remember what hour it was like mm. 9 a.m their time or 10 a.m their time probably yeah he decides to take a dump <laughs> So he answers the phone mid poo. He the phone. <laughs> and he tells us, because we go, oh, hi, hi Michael, you okay? you okay? And he was like, and he didn't he didn't actually strain while he was talking. It wasn't, oh, hello, I'm just on the toilet. He didn't, it wasn't quite that bad. But he did inform us that he was in the toilet of his local gym having a poo at that moment as we were talking to him. <laughs> Which, you know what, I love him even more just for that. <laughs> the honesty uh, well yeah what goes through your head oh, i don't know i was like what goes through your head really like right, we've got this big in well big i don't know this interview with with a, a show in the uk you know yeah, it'll be worldwide so i'm gonna well i guess he thought we wouldn't include that in the show <laughs> he was wrong <laughs> Our commitment to pooing and the <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking maybe we should do it the other way sometime. Maybe we should interview someone, and me and you are both having a poo while we interview whoever, and tell them that we're doing it. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long that interview lasts. <laughs> so uh, yeah, after it had been made very clear what was happening, and it was like, okay, you're right, Mike. We'll call you back in a few minutes. We'll just give you some time to you know do what you need to do. And we'll call you back. Uh, so we did. And we we waited and laughed a lot between ourselves. And then we called him back. And he was in the reception area of the gym, which wasn't the quietest of places because it's no. the reception of a gym. A very public part of the gym. Mm. Uh, of, of which then he had to move a little bit as well because it was getting a little bit busy. So it was it made it interesting, didn't it? Yeah, like, he went on, as you'll hear, and he was one of these people that just bounced from subject to, like, I lost track of what the question was, and I, I think he must have as well, because he just went on, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, in one respect, uh, it's good that, it's always good when you get an interview guest and, and they, they're they a talker, you know, that's what you want, especially on an audio show, that they'll talk. But it's also good if you can keep track of what people are talking about. I had um, no idea how he got onto some of the subjects. Like some of like he was going on about Tom Jones at one point. Uh, did he go on about nine eleven or was that someone else? I can't remember. But he was he was making some jumps, um, and he, very quick jumps. And like, but the whole point was like he was in the gym because look at me, I'm on the phone with the UK. I'm recording an interview. With a picture house in the yeah, look how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, I'm talking uh... to the Queen. 
quite bad, I no, guess. No, not quite, but you never know. Uh, yeah, of of I mean, we did. We've had some memorable interviews for many different reasons, and um, this this will just live with me forever. Yeah. Just, because just for that. Also, at the like at the end, his phone just dies, doesn't it? <laughs> and he he just talks. It's not a long interview, but he just talks to his phone battery's dead. And so again, it's not a long interview, but he didn't charge his phone up totally. <laughs> Um, it's probably probably playing too much. I don't know like, Tetris or something while having a poo. It's like half an hour or something like that. Um, and then obviously we made because our reaction, like because you'll hear our reaction to the phone, the, the battery just dying and the phone call ending afterwards. And obviously we had a discussion about like should we keep that in because we just take the piss out of him at the end, <laughs> pretty much. We're just laughing about how insane that all was, and we were just like, should we keep this in? And then we obviously. We just did. We did in that because way, fuck it. We kept him. We kept a bit of him on the toilet, and we just just kept our reactions, which is very good. <laughs> Not to blow our own horns, but the <laughs> reactions afterwards are pretty funny as well. Because, well, why not? Why not? I mean, it's not. It's not every day that happens to you <laughs> at all. So no, no, it hasn't happened since. Funny. <laughs> No, it hasn't. You know, maybe if he were a tempting fate, but yeah, not yet. So yeah, there we go, Boogaloo Shrimp. Um, it's it's an interesting one. Put it that way. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an unforgettable one for us. That's for sure. Yeah, just strap in and don't ask us what he's on about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everybody listening, um, have your poo now if you need one. Get comfortable and then listen to me and Tom have a chat. With Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers. Hello. Hi, Michael. Uh, who's this? Hi, it's Dave and Tom from the 80s Picture House. Who? Dave and Tom from the 80s Picture House. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Hey, we're doing good. How are you? I just finishing up my workout. What time is it over there? It's uh, ten past seven in the evening. Okay, so are we ready to do the interview pretty soon? Yeah, I mean, are you good any time, like, now-ish, or...? Okay, look, right now I'm in the Benny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not the corner place over there, this international phone call. That, please be... <laughs> let me finish. No, please let me finish my business. So it seems a lot. And then, <laughs> so, I'm going to do my... My part for donating to the Department of Water and Power. I'm going to sweep. So call me back in 10 minutes. Will do. I'll call you, call you back in 10 minutes, but I can't. <laughs> I'm a dummy. <laughs> I shall not be long. It's I a, a case of the wind. It's a Will's <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wind from Welsh. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll phone you back in a little bit. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the 80s Picture House and the 32nd of our In Conversation With. Uh, I'm Dave and as always I'm joined by my fellow co-host Tom. Hello. 
And today we've got our dancing shoes on and we're talking to dancing legend Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers. How are you doing, Michael? Ahoy! I'm Henry Yes, I am. Henry Yes, I am. I am. Much respect to England and the United Kingdom. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm we're all of us in the United Kingdom and everywhere across the world that listen to us. We're dying to hear what you've got to say, Michael, and we've caught you, haven't we? We've caught you've just had a workout, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I run a strict regimen in the United States. I'm not a lazy bloke. <laughs> the thing is, what I do is I wake up early and I do marketing. I try to, hold on a second, I try to make sure to find out whatever is in conjunction with my name worldwide. That way, if there's a prospective employer, if there's somebody that I need to get in contact with, then so be it. But beyond the work, I'm far from rich. Uh, it's like this. I would see technology and the power of the Internet. It's enabled me to be able to be that one with my many admirers. I don't really call them fans. My many admirers and supporters of my work. So I get up early because there's different time zones, like the United Kingdom and Brazil. There's different time zones worldwide. So here, wherever I'm at, I try to look at a worldwide clock to time it so I can respond to certain emails. With that said, thank you, United Kingdom. Thank you, Thames. Thank you, Wembley. Thank you, the Royal Family. Thank you, BBC. Thank you, Top of the Pops. Thank you, 80s Picture House. Thank you to all who have, in 2014, understood the power of the images and the artistry of what I do. Thank you. Much love, the United Kingdom. Much love. Cheers, cheers, cheers. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, we've been, we've been looking forward to talking to you. You know, from the, from the little chat I had to you from the other night, we've been looking forward to tonight. Well, for me, I think it's really in historical time because not only is it the 30th anniversary of my films, but the last time I was in London, I was on the BBC on top of the pubs. I even had my VIP status at the Hippodrome. I went to Madame Tussauds. I saw Big Ben, Piccadilly Square, King's Road. And, you know, it was with my mates. Hold on a second. Uh, I tried to, even though I'm in public, <laughs> Public's not private, so I'm moving around, so I'm not within earshot of somebody who doesn't understand who I am. <laughs> no, 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 it's out of respect. For me, after visiting the United Kingdom, Amsterdam, Germany, Cannes, uh, yeah, Barcelona, Israel, everywhere, when I came back, what impressed me was London and the people from Wales and the West End. Because in the United States, a lot of African-American artists, singers and who, whatnot, when their careers were stagnant in the U.S., history says London and the U.K. has always accepted blacks and African-Americans for what they are, from Josephine Baker to many others who are very white, even Donald Summers. A lot of people found work over there. I really thank the United Kingdom for showing the world that no matter what color or nationality you are, if you are, if you have respect, if you can bring something, joy and love into the world, 
then you're good enough for the world. And the United Kingdom establishes the United Nations. So for me, I look at it like, let's step outside my film. I was just an ambassador of goodwill. Breaking an electric boogaloo just represented me as an American, as a citizen of the United States, doing his part to show people that it doesn't matter where you are. It's a matter how you treat your neighbor and who you get along with and what you bring to the world. And so if you look at Breaking and Breaking 2, it's not so much the storyline. It didn't win an Oscar, but the images were a dream, a fantasy, like Willy Wonka. Yeah, there's no chocolate factory and there's no golden ticket and you, you, you don't win the prize like that. Life is not like that. But in my films, Breaking Electric Boogaloo, it showed kids around the world, okay, maybe you don't have a mom. Maybe you don't have a dad. Turbo and Ozone didn't have a mom and dad. But they had music and dance. And they found a girl who was Aryan. But they didn't judge her for her skin color. They listened to her. She implemented her education to step up their game, and they ended up on Broadway. The lesson learning, the lesson being, in breaking and breaking you, is that no matter where you're at, you make the best of your circumstance, you love your neighbor, you get along, and you work hard, and as long as you're smiling and dancing, maybe you'll get a door open and maybe you'll get a chance. So for me, I really am honored, not only to be on this show, but beyond this show. I really am proud of the United Kingdom because the United Kingdom, under the umbrella of 9-11 and this United We Stand consciousness has stepped up the plate and has respected every nationality that brings something good and conducive to the youth of the world. And for me, I personally was honored to be invited to the White House right after breaking an electric boogaloo by the Reagan administration. Nancy Reagan had me star in her global video, her global anti-drug video called Stop the Madness. It's on YouTube. I was not an extra. I starred in it. So that really made me very honored because out of everything that was happening in the 80s, I was chosen to be one of the first hip-hop artists invited to the White House to star in something global with the first lady. Second, I am very honored, very honored, that most recently I heard breaking showed at the Prince Charles Royal Cinema. For me, the royal family has always been just a wonderful family because on a global scale, people, they look at them in the paparazzi, they look at the, they look at the castle, they look at the guards, the queen mom, you know, the processions, but they forget. What does the royal family stand for? United peace. Peace, tranquility, and order. And for me, growing up in California, I learned a little bit about history, and it's just amazing 
to see the young Prince Charles and the Queen Mom and everybody. They give to the people. They do what they have to. They're not just there in the castle with their with their luxuries and their diamonds. They are. They go to the people. They help people. I love it all. Even you guys. This uh, 80s. Uh, yeah, this whole 80s thing. The 80s represents unity. It's not about breakdance. It's about every nationality getting along and having fun. For me, my dream is this. To be able to see more people understanding why they need to support the United Kingdom. They need to get along with other races and support other businesses. And why? If you come to the United Kingdom, bring your business. If you come to the United States, bring your business and work together, not against each other. That's my dream because it's beyond dance. As long as we have love, music, and everything, then we're all, it's like, Paul McCartney and the Beatles said, We all live in the yellow covering. We have to get along. We all have to get along. So, much love to you, my mates. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh, listen, listen, you've got, I mean, you've got fans, including us, you've got fans that listen to us, you've got fans across the world, you know, from Breaking and Breaking 2. What I want to know, you know, when you were a kid, who, who were your heroes? Who were you watching? Who were you listening to? What, what inspired you to get into dancing? I indulge you, musically, because I'm a singer. When I started listening, my music catalog was Led Zeppelin. I listened to Genesis, The Police, uh, even Eric Clapton. Um, I listened to Rod Stewart, Elton John. I listened to um, the Earl of the Cream. Um... Jefferson Airplane, I listened to Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Isley Brothers, and then when it came to funk, funk, food, parliament, George Clinton, Roger Zapp, um, electronic funk was Midnight Star, uh, Africa Vembata, I listened to, I hear um, many different productions, but when I got into music, seriously, my favorite vocal influences were Sir Elton John, Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, Annie Lennox, um, Sarah Brightman. I listened to Peter Gabriel, um, Phil Collins. I listened to The Clash, Depeche Mode, Dave Gahan. I listened to, um, I like the Pet Shop Boys. I like, uh, Flock of Eagles. I like, um, let's see, um, I even like, um, believe it or not, I like The Cure. I like, um, I like, uh, um, The Knack, and even Peter Gabriel. So I listen to many people which helped me be influenced to sing. And dancing, when it came to dancing, I'm going to give it up to friends. Marcel Marcel. Marcel Marcel was one of the greatest pantomimers ever. And he was French. So, I'm African Creole American. My family's from Louisiana. Boogaloo comes from Louisiana. The Zydeco, Caucasian, Boogaloo. And also has Latino, the Boogaloo. Cecilia Tella Cruz has Boogaloo. Even James Brown has Boogaloo down Broadway. So, in hip-hop, there are many guys 
traveling with passport, teaching dance class, yeah. And boogaloo this, boogaloo that. There's a political thing with styles. It's just like martial arts. But even Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee said, I have a, a fighting with a uh, fighting. Bruce Lee said he had Jeet Kune Do, but he had so many styles. He defined his own style, but if you, if you know anything about martial arts, he had boxing, he had jiu-jitsu, he had wrestling, he had taekwondo, he has everything. But it's to the individual that understands the arts. Same as Bruce Lee. My dance style is the art of dancing and the key of life. Uh, no matter what the music is, if you won, if you're a music note in the production, you will become part of the production and you will flow with the production. So for me, my greatest title in 2014 has surpassed Turbo and the Broom Dance. My greatest title, they have titled me the King of Dubstep. Dubstep dancing came from Europe, or uh, dubstep music. Lately, people have titled me the King of Dubstep because if you really look at my style, my style, and mind you, I did teach Michael Jackson that his solo stuff, in his uh, like I said, um, if you really look at my style, my style, I defined it in 1991. My style is called liquid animation, like The liquid is the smooth part, but the animation is when I become like a stop motion character and a claymation character. I said that in 1991, when I labeled my style, I went further. I got a job. I got two jobs. The jobs where I documented my style was on the TV show Family Matters. Family Matters with Steve Urkel. They allowed me to play a robot, a robot version of Steve Urkel. When I played that robot, it wasn't just taking a job. It was showing people without bias what my style was. When you're in a suit, all you see is just the style. So when you look on YouTube and you look up Urkelbot, if you look at how I'm moving in the suit, there goes the foundation of dubstep. The second job I got in documenting my style was Dylan Ted's bogus hearing with Keanu Reeves. I played the good Bill Robot. Once again, I was on a mission. What was that? That time, I took the job to reach out to the industry. You know, being a member of the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, I mean, Actors Federation for Television and Radio Artists, what I was trying to do was get credit and merit within my industry so I could pay my dues and get insurance and reach out to my brethren in the arts. Well, here's the deal. Being an innovator and an artist, a pioneer, you have to do work that just surpasses everybody. Well, survey says, after the family matters job, Bill and Ted was very important because I was reaching out with that job. I was trying to garner the attention of Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and James Cameron. Everybody that does science fiction, and even John Carpenter and George Romero, uh, all the directors who do science fiction, I was trying to put my work out there and let them know, look, I'm, I'm a player who could do CGI and mocam work. It didn't happen, but I did blue screen work. I did a lot of stuff. 
because what happened in my research was very revolutionary. As I was coming up with my movements, I studied Ray Harryhausen and claymation characters, and I said, you know what, if I can go in, maybe I could save a special effects budget. My batteries are just running low on my cell phone, people, but I want to wrap this up. Please tell me anything else, because uh, my batteries are running low. Hello? Hello, yeah, all your batteries running low, yeah? Yeah, 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 I was doing my workout on myself, so please let's just wrap this up. <laughs> I don't want to cut off. No, no, it's very historical. Oh, no. Tell, tell us everything that you're doing now, then. What have right we got now, what have we got right to now, forward I'm going to tell you, my battery's running low. Yeah, here he goes. I just embarked on a recording contract, and I'm going, to be, I'm going to be coming out with music. I can't tell you what it is, but it will be. I just had a meeting regarding that. Um, I played James Brown in a short film, if you want to see it. Go on igotsoul.com or go on Facebook and look up I Got Soul. We need financing from any investors to take it from a short film to a big film. That's my version of James Brown. Second of all, I want to be on Dancing with the Stars, so you think you can dance. Any of the dance shows as a guest host, you know, I look forward to working with many people in the industry, not as a choreographer or a workshop guy or a YouTube guy. But right now, I've influenced a lot of people. I just want to work with a lot of great people in the business that know my work, starting with John Travolta, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lopez, Shakira, Lady Gaga, and, of course, the one and only David Bowie. I love David Bowie style. I love Madonna style. I want to work with all the great people, even Sharon. So that, that's, that, that's where I'm at right now. We've got a lot to look forward to. And hopefully one of these days, somebody can petition Madame Tussauds to make me a bloke with a broom. <laughs> because the broom dance represented a solo theatrical piece with hip-hop dance. Meaning, you have Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Mr. Bojangles, Bill Robinson, and the rest goes on. My broom dance represented hip-hop freestyle solo dance in a theatrical setting. So? Yeah, that's that's like the... Uh, Sir Sweeps so, yeah, a lot. Ba- yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That's exactly what I would love for the, the queen mom to knight me. I knight me Sir Sweeps a lot. And she presents me with a golden broom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And, and, and the procession will be, I have to go outside the castle and sweep. <laughs> We do hey. it right outside the castle. <laughs> hey, if anybody's <laughs> going to present you with a golden broom, it's, we want to do it too. We want to be there. Well, you know what? The United Kingdom can give me a golden broom, and I will sweep. I will make sure it's thick as that in front of the, the Queen Mom's castle. <laughs> 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 I'm Henry the Earth. I am. Henry the Earth. I am. I am. So, hey, mates, to all you guys, cheers. 10,000 years to the Queen. May you all have successful, successful years. But may we be in contact together and um, help each other. When you guys come to the United States, please look me up. Let's do some business in the United States. 
and rock and roll just like British is. Keep on rocking in the free world. You know what I'm going? Sounds in Wembley. Sounds in Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we, whenever we get to the United States, Michael, you can guarantee we'll be knocking on your door. We will be there to meet well, you. For me, for me, I'm a bloke from the United States. It carries worldwide weight when the United Kingdom comes to the U.S. U.S. goes, oh, he's a bloke that has respect. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm like this. I'm not an aborigine. <laughs> I'm like this. I'm like the spawn of James Brown. I get on the good foot, and then I sweep. I'm so sweet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Much respect to you and everybody. Thanks, family. Um, Amsterdam, Munich, Frankfurt, uh, um, Roma, Italy, Cannes, uh, Nice, Holland, Wales, definitely Wales, my Welshman. Give my respect to Tom Jones. Not on you, And analytics, David Bowie, Sir Elton John, Boy George, George Michael, and all my British musicians. And oh no, I think, I think his battery's gone, Tom. I think it has. He did warn us that his battery was low. Yep, uh, well, there we go. And uh, and as well as probably he might have said himself, he wasn't jiving us, was he? His battery was low. He, it was. Uh, well, he was winding up, I guess. So, um, well, yeah. Tom, I, I obviously I'm in Wales. I will uh, I will pass on his regards to Tom Jones. Um, I will pass on his regards to the Queen Mum. That was that was an interesting in conversation with. That was that, that, was, was, a, that was a short in conversation with. But that was that was Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers who joined us. Um, we hope you liked it. And yeah, if you want to um, find our website, it's www.80spicturehouse.co.uk. If you want to contact, <laughs> if you want to contact us, <laughs> yes, Tom. <laughs> if you want to contact us. <laughs> it's contact at 80spicturehouse.co.uk Our Twitter is at 80spicturehouse Facebook is facebook.com forward slash 80spicturehouse and if you want to leave us an iTunes review search for the 80s Picture House <laughs> Well done Tom we will We will be back with episode ninety nine <laughs> If if ever we recover we will be back with episode ninety nine. Thank thank you for listening. It is a bit shorter than we normally do. Um unfortunately, you know, his his battery ran out so we we couldn't help that. So um Quality not quantity. It's it's what we always concentrate on. <laughs> with that uh, thank you and goodbye oh god we're still recording bye <laughs>